Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here in RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's that time of week again. It's time to go stateside. And we're speaking to the gorgeous girl gone blind, Maria Johnson. Hello, you. Hey, Jill. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. A little tired this week, but not as tired as you, I expect. You've been a busy, (laughs) busy girl, haven't you? Oh my gosh, yes. I had a really, really busy weekend and this week's been crazy and I I just feel like I haven't been able to recover quite yet. It may sound like I'm a little tired, but you know, it is really, really early (laughs) and um, you know, I've only had like three sips of coffee. You know, I I don't run on three sips. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I mean, honestly, we ought to take a break and let you finish that cup of coffee (laughs) before you speak to us. Yes. But yes, this past weekend was extremely busy, but extremely rewarding. And it comes from the fact that I and 33 of my closest friends and family volunteered at a marathon that is run here every year. And it's we help support the runners as they run by. It's called a water support station. And by getting involved, the uh, race organization makes a big donation to the charity that helps to support LHON research. So it's many, many levels of support and purpose and rewards. And I think that's what volunteering is all about. Oh, definitely. I mean, LHON is the condition that has affected your site. And I know that there's, you know, charities that I would happily do anything for, particularly the ones that affect me, things like diabetes, guide dogs, RNIB, you know, anything I can do to volunteer my help, support services, whatever that may be. I just feel like I'm sort of giving back to the charity that's given so much to me in the first place and you know volunteering is a great way of bulking out your CV getting experience leaving no gaps on your CV if you're in between jobs but first and foremost it's a great way of just being able to to make yourself feel like you're doing something rewarding to help others. And uh, I know that we rely so much on the volunteers, you know, here at RNIB and at the radio station. I mean, we couldn't do what we do every day without the help of volunteers. Right, right. The race would not be able to run without the volunteers. So I've happily done that. This year was my fifth year of staffing and running this water support station. And every year I kind of think, gosh, am I going to do this again? It's so much work. But it's once a year. It's one morning out of the year. And, you know, people can find that time. And it's always in January. So, you know, if people have goals of, I'm going to volunteer more, (laughs) well, I can help them with that. Leading to, you know, you say RNIB, we here have the Braille Institute, which the listeners have heard me talk about before. And I started off there as a student. I took advantage of their services, of their volunteers. And slowly, now I've become a volunteer and a student still, but that was my way of stepping up my game, if you will, to be able to give back not only to the Braille Institute by volunteering to teach classes, but 
It was also a way to pay it forward to other folks coming in for the first time to an organization they had no idea what to expect and help them along the way like others did for me, you know, who didn't have to, but maybe took me under their wing and said, hey, this is how this place works. It's going to be okay. You'll get used to it. You'll learn your way around, all of that kind of thing. Because when I first went, there was these volunteers, again, who really made the difference for me. So paying it forward, it is a way for me to focus not on me, but on them and helping them along the way. And so it does refocus yourself. By stepping into a volunteer role, you take that focus off yourself, which can decrease, I think, depression. I have to say, and if I'm perfectly honest, you know, I wouldn't have my job today if it wasn't for volunteering here at the radio station. Now, I was dragged here kicking and screaming because I, you know, was only a couple of years blind. I wasn't accepting of the fact that I was blind. I knew I was blind. There was nothing I could do with it. I was getting on with things, but I was a mainstream blind person and I was the only <laughs> mainstream blind person in the world and I was doing everything against the blind world because I didn't believe in it because I was different. How wrong was I? Now, I started here and this place effectively opened my eyes to a whole new world. Now, it made me realise that the only way for me to get on with my life as a blind person successfully, and this is for me, um, I'm not suggesting that this is for everyone, but for me was to keep one foot in blind world and one foot in sighted world. And mm. it was through volunteering here that I was able to gain so much knowledge and experience and also be able to sort of impart my experience and knowledge to other people so it's very much about you know giving and taking but it's such a rewarding feeling and yes it may be the gap in your cv that you need to fill but you cannot underestimate just you know what you're doing for other people how you're helping other people and how it can it can stave off things like depression it's very very rewarding absolutely i agree with everything you said and and that's how it has been for me as well. Again, speaking for myself, I went to the Braille Institute. I didn't want to be there. You know, I felt like I was the new kid going into kindergarten. I didn't know anybody. Plus, it was more scary because I couldn't see anybody. So that gives me a sense of, of knowing exactly what the new folks are going through. So again, that's why I want to be able to help them because I know what it's like. And yes, staying at the Braille Institute keeps my eyes open, as you said, to the blind community. What's going on in the blind community? What are other people up to? What other things can I learn from these other folks who are living blind and partially sighted? I do learn things every day I go. I mean, just oddball little stuff that may be a great tip or trick for someone who is blind or partially sighted. But also, I can pass along information I know to, again, the new folks that go along. And it does, it gives me a feeling of self-worth. It, you know, it does give you that, you know, kind of warm and fuzzy feeling in your heart. Most of all, it gives you a sense of purpose. It keeps you active, not only mentally by giving and focusing on something else, but physically because you have to get out there and actually go somewhere to volunteer. 
And, you know, sure, you can volunteer on your phone, but I recommend getting out and going somewhere. Get a different environment, if you will. Just like I step into this volunteering at this race, you know, we're outside for like six hours and we're we're helping these athletes and, you know, it's busy and it's crazy and people are cheering everybody on. It's a different environment. It gets you out of maybe your home where, you know, you don't want to be. And so it keeps you active that way as well. Oh, definitely. I mean, sometimes the four walls around you can feel like you're a prison. I mean, I used to feel very much like a sighted person trapped inside a blind person's body. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only was I trapped inside my own body, I was then trapped within the four walls. I just felt trapped. There was layers and layers and layers of traps in front of me. And, you know, I hated it. Now, that was something that I internalized so much because I wouldn't associate myself at the very beginning with other blind people because I was scared of always feeling this way of this is the way life is always going to be and I'm only ever going to be around blind people that feel trapped in the same way as me and wow I couldn't believe just the people that I met coming here to volunteer in the first place and the outlook that people had I mean I had a great outlook but not in the sense of the right outlook mm-hmm. for being a blind person. I had a great outlook for somebody that was sighted and I just felt like that sighted person that was trapped. But coming here allowed me to, you know, as I said before, put that one foot in blind world, one foot in sighted world and learn from people, learn from other blind people and, you know, be able to pass on that information. And I've always said, Maria, you know, if there's one little piece of information that I can pass on to somebody else then you know and it helps them in any small way at all then my journey with sight loss hasn't been in vain and I think everybody you know that's in that kind of situation whether it be with disability or bereavement or you know whatever the case may be would surely feel the same way oh you're so right I have a friend who became widowed a week after I was diagnosed with LHON and she has gotten so involved in the widow community, if you will. And, you know, it made all the difference in her, if you want to say recovery from, you know, losing her husband. It never goes away. You know, trust me, I I don't know that feeling and I don't know that world. And I know it never goes away, but it enables her to move on as a widow and, you know, create a new life and maybe find love again. And and she has, and she's extremely happy. She says, um, grief and joy can coexist. And she is a example of that. Again, it's those people that are examples of stepping out, getting involved. And it is a little selfish because you are helping yourself, but it's more helping others. And Jill, I think that anyone listening, if you have that opportunity or you're feeling stuck, like Jill said, inside those four walls, because Jill, I know what that's like too. And you're thinking, you know, I've got nothing going on. I don't know what to do. I'm bored, which manifests your depression, feeling of worthlessness. Then, you know, maybe make that call to RNIB. What can you do? I know there's a lot of different organizations over there that help the blind and visually impaired. Just reach out because that's the only way you're going to know if there's any opportunities in something that you're passionate about. 
Well, as Maria said, RNIB are so grateful, you know, to their volunteers. And, uh, you know, we're always looking for people to kind of join in and, and, you know, help things along the way. So if you are interested in volunteering, you can check out RNIB's website, which is rnib.org.uk. Or why not call the helpline 0303 123 9999. Maria, thank you so much for your words of wisdom and positivity today. You really are fabulous great person to talk to and uh, we thank you so much for your uh, you know words of wisdom that you offer voluntarily every week so thank you and obviously you're always updating your blog which is just super it really really is if anybody wants to take a look what is the best way they can find my blog at girlgoneblind.com they can find me on facebook at girlgoneblind and on twitter at girl underscore gone underscore blind Maria Johnson, thank you so much for joining us this week. And I can't wait to catch up with you next week. You're so welcome. And I'll talk to you next week. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.